Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, the killing of Uncle Sam, the demise of the United States of America, an exploration of the roots of the globalists and secret societies operating within the United States. Who are they? How do they get power? And what do they want? They're after all the energy. They're after gold, along with oil and natural gas. They're after uranium. They're after heroin. Heroin's the third most valuable commodity in the world today. They want the real natural resources, including food, including water. Because once they control that, they control everything. This podcast is brought to you by House Carers. You know the feeling, that knot that materializes in your stomach as you drive away from your house to begin a two-week vacation, and by the time you get to the highway, worries are running through your mind. Did I turn off the coffee pot? What if the house burns down? Well, thankfully, there's a cure for this same old panic attack. House sitting. If you don't have a neighbor to keep watch over your home while you're away, a house sitter can really help with your sanity. There's a company that can match you up with someone who'll look after your home and, more importantly, someone with whom you'll feel comfortable. House Carers has been securely matching homeowners with house sitters for nearly 20 years. And they have pet sitters, too. Find out more at clearbroadcast.com. That's clearbroadcast.com. Clearbroadcast.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Monday and a brand new work week. And today's episode of Conspiracy Unlimited is part two in our three-part series on the deep state or the shadow government. Friday, of course, we had the great Joseph Farrell uh, dropping by for what I thought was a riveting and enlightening discussion on the deep state. Hope you enjoyed it and found it useful as well. Pride, greed, and power have driven men to do the unthinkable, including selling out their nations and unsuspected citizens to the most corrupt and destructive, invisible global leaders on Earth. But how did this happen on American soil? How did the downfall begin, and who were the predators that land of the free and home of the brave fell victim to, and is all hope lost? Paul Williams, Ph.D., is a journalist and author of Al-Qaeda Connection, International Terrorism, Organized Crime, and the Coming Apocalypse, The Vatican Exposed, Money, Murder, and the Mafia, and Osama's Revenge, The Next 9-11, What the Media and the Government Haven't Told You. And he is the co-author, along with Rodney Howard Brown, of a brand new book called The Killing of Uncle Sam, The Demise of the United States of America. He served as a consultant for the FBI, editor and publisher of the Metro newspaper in Scranton, Pennsylvania, as well as an adjunct professor of humanities at the University of Scranton. Paul Williams, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? It's great to be with you, Richard. First, I have to commend you. This I'm is a, doing fine. <laughs> great. I have to commend you. It's a beautiful-looking book, The Killing of Uncle Sam, The Demise of the United States of America. We should mention your co-author, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. How did you two hook up? He's a real firebrand. Oh, he is a firebrand. I, I met him. I, I wrote a book called Operation Gladio, and uh, when I finished writing it, I 
uh, you know, Gladio is, is about the uh, uh, an operation that got underway at the close of World War II, and uh, it involved the Vatican, it involved the CIA and the mafia, and creating and all of these, there. creating all of these terror groups like the Red Army Faction and the, the Red you Army Brigade, it. and sure, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm talking to the right guy. You know that you know the, the, the false flag attacks yes. throughout Italy, and uh, and well, you know this, the way the CIA is funded by heroin. Well, anyhow, all, all that was in in, in Gladio, and Rodney had read Gladio, and I met him uh, on July the fourth in two thousand and fourteen in Washington D.C. And I talked to him for a while. He's from South Africa. We talked about Cecil John Rhodes and his formation of uh, the Society of the Elect and the uh, havoc that wreaked throughout the world, and uh, uh, we decided to write a book together, and that's really how it came about. I'm a Catholic, so, I, you know, and he's uh, uh, a Pentecostal. Oh, I was a Catholic. I'm a lapsed Catholic. But he, he's, as you know, a Pentecostal minister, so it was, it's an odd mixture. <laughs> and you're talking to an Orthodox Christian, so... Uh, well, there you go. There you go. Well, yeah, well, we're... We're rooted in the same in the same church fathers. Hundred percent. So uh, let's um, let's the, the term deep state has has this new currency. You know, it, it used to be only uttered on shows like mine and Coast to Coast, and then ever since Trump, right. of course, now it's out in the open. He is sort of, you know, uh, think of him what you will, and in, in his thuggery occasionally, but he has laid bare this this battle. He has called it out by name, and now. We know what we're talking about here. We are talking about this deep state, the forces of globalism versus, you know, if you want to call it the tribe right. or if you want to call it the nation state. Yeah. We all yeah. now know that this is what we're up against. But, so, but this is not new. I mean, this is, this is centuries old. No. This goes back to the Roman times. But for the United States, I mean, who were, who were the characters who were sort of on the globalist side, are we talking about someone like Alexander Hamilton versus who? Who were the players? Well, that, you know, it goes, America was an isolationist country, uh, it, it really throughout. You know, from the eight, from the time it was founded, the late eighteenth century, throughout the nineteenth century. I mean, isolationist. Uh, Washington stood on the platform of no foreign entanglements, and by and large, the uh, the presidents, the, the you know. Until you get to Woodrow Wilson, adhered to that. They 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 didn't become entangled in foreign governments, foreign wars, and uh, all that changed really. Uh, with you know, people talk about the deep state, Richard, but it, it's it's really not a deep state. It's it's a money cartel, and it was uh, established uh, in 1877 by Cecil John Rhodes in in London. He made his fortune in South Africa with the diamond mines and. He decided to, that the British Empire should expand throughout the world, conquer all of uh, all of creation, and have the British flag fly all you know in every country throughout the world. And uh, to accomplish that, he, he he established the Society of the Elect. You're probably very much familiar with this. And members of that society were the leading British aristocrats, uh, uh, Reginald uh, Lord Reginald Britt, who was the uh, closest advisor to Queen Victoria. Alfred or Arthur Balfour, who became the prime minister, uh, Nathan Rothschild, the, the who was in charge of the Bank of England, the international banker, he he he, he got this 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 group of very very powerful uh, 
including the, the, the owner of the London Times and uh, Dawson, and he, he, he formed the society. It, it actually it came to pass, and they had regular meetings, and they decided that the first thing they had to do was conquer South Africa. And uh, at the turn of the uh, 20th century, they instigated the Second Boer War, and as a result of that, uh, the Transvaal and the Freed Orange State uh, became part of the British Empire, and the Boers, the Dutch, were placed in concentration camps. And uh, I, I mean, hundreds of thousands of them died of starvation in the camps. And after that, the uh, the same society opened a chapter in the United States, uh, and the chapter was called the Pilgrim Society, and it was set up at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. And there was a, uh, they also had a, uh, a sister organization, uh, the Pilgrim Society of London. But the Pilgrim Society of the United States is very, very, very important and very overlooked by almost everybody. Uh, the members of the Pilgrim Society were Andrew Carnegie, uh, John D. Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, Andrew Mellon, uh, the Vanderbilts, the Astors. They were the, the, the movers and shakers of, of the United States, the leading industrialists and the leading bankers. And once again, they formed a society modeled after and uh, influenced and uh, infiltrated by members of Cecil Rhodes uh, Society of the, of the Elect. And from this pilgrim society that met at the Waldorf Astoria, all this is, I mean, this isn't really conspiracy theory. I'm going to be, it, this is all fact. Uh, what what they did was they, they, they decided the first thing they had to do was establish a centralized bank in the United States. And uh, they, in, they instigated the panic of 1908. And uh, as a result of that, uh, they, they sent an expedition, all members of the, of the, the Pilgrim Society, to uh, Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia to a hunting club that was owned by J.P. Morgan. And they laid out the plans for the Federal Reserve. Right. The Federal Reserve... Uh, act became official in 1913. Ran through Congress and, uh, on Christmas break and, and so forth. There you go. Yeah. You, there you go. <laughs> At from Toronto, you should be teaching these people American history. <laughs> but let me ask you That's something. Let me ask you something, Paul, though. Doesn't, I mean, there there were attempts previous to establish a central bank and, and going maybe even back to the, I mentioned Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, well, much was, earlier. Uh, yeah, well, there were two. There were two central banks in, in, you know, the first national bank of the United States and the second national bank of the United States. Uh, when the first national bank was was dissolved uh, by Madison, uh, we had the War of eighteen twelve because the, the both of these banks, the first national bank and the second national bank of the United States, were controlled by the Rothschilds. I mean, all this is fact, and. Uh, uh, finally, with the second national bank, when they they were printing, they printed all of the uh, American money. They controlled the, the United States economy, and these were all foreigners. They were uh, they were Brits. Uh, Andrew Jackson got rid of them, and there was no centralized bank from the time of Andrew Jackson until, like you said, the Christmas break of 1913. And at that time, you got to realize they, they formed the Federal Reserve. This is very interesting because it's not federal; it's privately owned. And the Federal Reserve of the United States, which controls our economy, is uh, is really owned by uh, most people who are not a, members, who are not United States citizens. Uh, they're British, a lot of them are German, Kuhnlo, Warburgs, uh, Rothschilds, they all, all own shares in the Federal Reserve. It's not a reserve. 
because they, these guys produce money out of nothing. It's not a reserve of gold. Right, right. And it's not a system, it's a syndicate. But once they, they got control of the uh, producing money, they could uh, produce uh, an abundance of money and create prosperity, and they could cut back on the money supply and create a recession. They had everybody by the short hairs. And after they did that, the very same group of people uh, brought us into World War One. And at the end of World War One, they try to uh, they try to uh, have the United States uh, become part of the League of Nations. When that failed, the same players who met in Jekyll Island formed the uh, Council on Foreign Relations in New York and the Royal Institute of International Affairs in London. The Council on Foreign Relations is very telling. Same cartel, same members of the cartel. Right. They, what they ended up doing is. Uh, they, they, they gained control of the U.S. State Department. Every Secretary of State that we've, we've had in, in American history here, U.S. history, excuse me, and I know that the people get ruffled when you say American, uh, but U.S. history, every Secretary of State that we had uh, has come from the uh, Council on Foreign Relations. Some people listening to this would say, oh, no, no, uh, Pompeo didn't, uh, didn't come from the uh, Council on Foreign Relations. Rick Stiller, Tillerson didn't, but that's not, that's not the case. Rex Tillerson uh, was the president of Exxon, and Exxon is a leading corporate member of the uh, CFR. Uh, same with Pompeo. Uh, Pompeo was uh, in, in, in the aviation. His companies were leading players in the in the CFR. He play, played a, a central part in the the dealings of the Council on Foreign Relations. Right. Uh, so, throughout the 21st century. So do you see, by and large, uh, American history uh, and, and the major events that have unfolded, including the assassination of the, the president in 1963, as an attempt by uh, the British crown to take back their colony? It, 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 it morphed, it changed from that, Richard, I think. I think in the beginning that was the idea. It certainly was Cecil John Rhodes' idea, and it was certainly the idea of Andrew Carnegie and, uh, and of J.P. Morgan. But what happened is uh, the British lost power. Uh, they, they were heavily in debt at the end of World War I, and the United States really emerged as the creditor country throughout the world. And the, the U.K. ended up being a debtor country. That changed everything. So they handed the baton the, the, to the uh, to the United States, right. which was now and run the, by the most, British The most interest. influential banking family uh, during the 1920s was probably the House of Morgan, J.P. Morgan. But by the 30s, it was the Rockefellers. And the Rockefellers, uh, once again, controlled the Council on Foreign Relations. From the Council on Foreign Relations, you had the Bank of International Settlements that was instituted in Basel, Switzerland. Uh, Which is the, the, central, all, the central bank of central banks. Of central banks. Right. And all the gold from American citizens, people aren't aware of, uh, of U.S. citizens. The United States isn't aware of this, uh, their, their history. But all the gold of the people who lived here was confiscated by the Roosevelt administration. And it was sent not to uh, Fort Knox or the Federal Reserve of New York, but it was sent to Basel, Switzerland. And it still is, still is there. So they, the Council on Foreign Relations created the Bank of International Settlements, the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, the CIA. I mean, it, it's an octopus. And, and, and within the, the Council on Foreign Relations, there's, there's an outer circle that really doesn't know what the inner circle is doing. It's the nucleus I'm talking about. Cecil Rhodes, when he set up his organization, set it up as a circle within a circle within a circle. Uh, 
the uh, the Council on Foreign Relations operates the same way. There's a nucleus that determines everything. They produce study guides. The study guides really uh, 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 dictate what the United States foreign policy is going to be. And uh, that's what ha- what happens. You you you, you got to realize that we have right now in the United States an intelligence organization, the CIA, that's not under the control of the executive branch of the government, not under control of the legislative branch, not under the control of the Pentagon. It's a rogue organization. It's controlled by this nucleus, this money cartel. That's why we have uh, endless war, war after war after war. That's why we have troops right now in Syria, embedded with the Kurds. That's why we're, we're uh, that, that's why we were in Iraq. That's why we're, we're determined to uh, take control of Iran, because there's there's too much wealth at the basin of the Caspian Sea, and it's all about money. It's all about money. This money cartel is not just a global government. They want all the natural resources. They don't want those resources to go to the Chinese or the Russians. They want them. And that's all the way. And, and that, if, during my lifetime, you had war after war after war after war after war, all instigated by the money cartel. And all really brought about, brought about by false flags. False flag after false flag after false flag. And the people of the United States never learn. They never learn. It goes back to, uh, in my lifetime, to Lyndon Baines Johnson saying that the North Vietnamese had fired on the U.S. fleet in the Gulf of Tonkin. And there were hundreds of dead sailors with their bodies. Their bodies were floating in the the Gulf. And that we had to take action against the North Vietnamese. Never happened. The North Vietnamese never fired on the U.S. fleet. It was was all bogus. Then you had uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, saying that uh, Saddam Hussein had invaded Kuwait, that he was removing babies in uh, the Kuwaiti hospitals from incubators and throwing them on floors, that he was worse than Adolf Hitler. No, no none of that happened. It was, it was all a lie. No, Saddam Hussein was a bulwark against uh, terrorism. But let me ask Absolutely. you... Absolutely. Let me ask you, sure. though, because I, I, mean, I, I subscribe to a lot of what you're saying, but I do believe that there is an actual... For example, there is... Uh, an existential threat presented by radical fundamental uh, fundamentalist fascist you know fascist Islamic uh, terrorism. Oh, to, to be sure, look, look at Richard. You're absolutely no. You're right. I totally agree with you. But you got to realize that they were created. They're, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that they're, <laughs> they're, well, they are a definite threat. But you got to realize, go, going back in 1979, who created the Mujahideen? Well, there's that. I mean, but it, yeah, I think I, 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 I certainly agree that they, they were maybe reawakened. But that threat has always been there. I mean, oh, it's it, always been. It goes goes back there. I look at my. <laughs> I have a PhD in medieval philosophy, so. I, I wrote books about the Crusades. I know, you know, I know what went on then. I know that it, that that from the time that that Islam uh, was born in the seventh century, uh, it it was born with an explosion, and immediately uh, that 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 religious faction took over the Arabian Peninsula, swept throughout uh, northern Africa, swept into Spain. Uh, all, all with with swords, all by blood, and they were they were they were driven back, of course, uh, uh, at the battle battle of Poitiers in France, and then they they came at us again. That was the Crusades. That right, was a Crusades. Right. A, def- a purely defensive action, right? The purely Crusades. defensive. Yes, and absolutely. Look at they were stopped. They were stopped by the poles at the gates of Vienna. Mm-hmm. Jean Zabriskie, you know, he stopped them, or they would have taken over Europe. Right. And, and I mean. It, it was our, not, and it, it is still is a real threat. 
Sure. Yeah. It's being fanned, the flames. It's being exacerbated. It's being reawakened, perhaps, by uh, the globalists. Is that, is that the idea? Well, that, not, only, not only that, Richard, it's even more nefarious than that. And that's what I found out writing. I worked for the FBI for years. And uh, what, 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 what I discovered was, and I was visiting a very radical mosque. I was a neoconservative. Uh, I, I was, you know, I was on Fox News all the time. I was, I was a neocon. I worked for a National Review. But uh, what I discovered was I was right, visiting these very radical mosques, like the Fruit Mosque in Brooklyn, where <laughs> Majid Al-Taqwa and Bedford Stuyvesant, where you could really get your throat cut. And I found out that, like, like the Fruit Mosque in Brooklyn, uh, that's called the most radical mosque in, in North America, uh, they, they, from the, from the Fruit Mosque came uh, the, uh, the, the uh, assassination of Amir Kahani. And uh, from the Farouk Mosque came the uh, the first uh, attack on the net, on, on the World Trade Center in 1993. From the uh, Farouk Mosque, I mean, came even like the Beltway snipers. But but the point is that uh, <clears throat> this mosque in Brooklyn, what I discovered, is funded by the, is, it receives funding black, f- funding black, black, from from uh, from the CIA and from the State Department to the tune of two million dollars a year. Wow. Receives funding. Then I visited all these uh, radical paramilitary compounds throughout the United States. I visited them. I was there. I, I, I'm an old journalist. I was there, not on the, the Internet. I was there photographing it. I saw what goes on in these, these compounds. They, they undergo uh, 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 paramilitary training. There are obstacle courses. There are underground bunkers. There are firing ranges. There are, there are places where they set off explosives, and when they're finished with their training there, they go to Pakistan. And from Pakistan, they go into to, to the Taliban, uh, to Afghanistan to fight with the Taliban. This is true. And I went to compound after compound after compound throughout, throughout the United States, and then I discovered that they were set up by the, by the CIA. I mean, please, please. The guy that, that set them up, Sheikh, Jil, uh, Sheikh Mubarak Jelani, arrived here in a, in a CIA uh, trans, transport plane well, along with blind Sheikh Rockman. So, yeah, I mean, these people certainly are, are deadly. They're certainly a threat. Islam has always been a threat to Western civilization. But it's being, it's being instigated, exacerbated by, by the CIA. And because the, you yeah. know why, you know why, you you understand the the importance of the poppy fields to the to the CIA. Your listeners know all this stuff. I mean, we had to get in there. So you know, uh, yeah, these people, these people are 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 are, 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 are I mean, they're they're certainly dangerous. They're a threat. I, I don't mean to mollify anything about Islam at all, but uh, uh, they're, they're they're certainly being used to. Sure, the, the 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 drug trade, the the weapons trade, but when you think about the ability of a central bank to create fiat currency, doesn't right. that, doesn't guns and drugs really pale in comparison? I mean, why do they need that in this day and age? Well, you got to realize that there is uh, there there is along with like you're saying fiat money. Once you set up a centralized bank, and once you do, we began with. When, once the bank was established, and then FDR really took took the, the the United States off the gold standard here in in the United States, and then Nixon removed the gold standard for all foreign exchanges. But once the, the you you get money not based on anything, 
anything except uh, really the, what what the members of the Federal Reserve decide the money is uh, is, is valued at. Uh, yeah, you got you, you got a you got a situation that, that that is very 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 dangerous for the American people. And but the real wealth, there is real wealth, and that, that, that's a, that, there's a distinction between wealth and money. Real wealth comes from natural resources, and that's what this money cartel is after. They're after all the energy uh, sources of energy. They're after gold. They're after gold, along with oil and natural gas. They're after uranium. They're after they're after heroin. Heroin's the third most valuable commodity in the world today. That's what they're after. They want the real natural resources, including food, including water, because once they control that, they control everything. Everything. And there's a covert economy that, that really exists between central bank and central bank that doesn't really in, in regard uh, this fiat money at all. Regard it, it concerns real wealth. Agreed, 100%. Now here's some information I think also has real value. Almost every diet works by temporarily putting your body into a state of ketosis. In this state, your body burns fat for energy instead of burning carbs. But these diets ultimately fail because they allow too many carbs to be reintroduced, flipping your body's source of energy back to carbs. If you want to make your body always burn fat for energy so you lose the fat and keep it off, Try the Keto Diet by requesting your free copy of Bacon and Butter, the ultimate ketogenic diet cookbook. Grab a copy while supplies last, and all you pay is shipping and handling. Keto Resources is making this offer to introduce you to their community of like-minded people who are on the path to looking and feeling great. But don't wait. To get your free copy of the Ketogenic Diet Cookbook, go to OneGreatSolution.com. That's OneGreatSolution.com. OneGreatSolution.com. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, good, good, a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Paul Smith, the co-author of The Killing of Uncle Sam, The Demise of the United States of America, is here discussing the deep state, the shadow government, and the forces that control America. Just a little aside, Paul, you may, may or may not be aware of this, but up here in Canada, uh, we have a central bank that was actually nationalized back in the 30s by uh, William Mackenzie King, our prime minister. And uh, when it was nationalized, it was owned... Uh, you know, the shareholders were the citizens of Canada. And the Bank of Canada Act meant that any level of government, federal, municipal, or provincial, could borrow, not at 0% interest, but at very, very low interest, uh, a certain percentage. It, it, they couldn't, it wasn't carte blanche. It had to be based on a percentage of their budget. Uh, and this was how, for example, Canada funded our war effort during the Second World War. It's how we built projects like the Trans-Canada Highway and the Welland Canal and funded social, uh, mm-hmm. our, our version of Social Security. Uh, but in the 70s, Pr- Prime Minister Trudeau ignored the Bank of Canada Act, and that's when we started borrowing from international lenders and the International Bank of Settlement and so forth. There, so the Bank of Canada sits there doing nothing. And, uh, and, and now 99% of our, our debt, which is something like $600 billion, is is accumulated interest. But we do have a central bank that is, in fact, owned by the citizens of Canada. 
So that sort of stands wow. alone, I believe, uh, in the G20, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Well, then you have a, you, <clears throat> then you have a great chance to gain independence and if people are aware of that. And, you know, and, and, and if they start producing their, you know, Canadians start really producing their own money, not, not money that's produced by the cartel. And they can gain control of their, you know, their own destiny. Here, it's not that case. No. I mean, here, uh, uh, you know, once again, the Federal Reserve is privately owned. Do you think Trump will and have it audited? He's sort of intimated that he'd like to do that. Uh, look, at Richard, you know, I, I'm, I, in my day, I've seen him just about anything and everything. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I voted for Trump. I'm certainly a Trump supporter. But I really wouldn't be surprised at the end of the day if he has cocktails with Hillary Clinton. I wouldn't. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I, I, there's nobody, I've seen people come who I thought were going to make a difference in my lifetime. And when it all, when it was all said and done and the hoopla uh, died down, the change wasn't, there was really no change in sight. And you got right now uh, with, uh, with Trump, uh, you, you, you have, you have the same endless wars going on that were going on from the time of of uh george hw bush we're still in afghanistan uh we're still in in syria we're you know we have troops embedded with the kurds at the turkish border i mean it hasn't changed i mean these the you know you'll see things he's meeting with uh uh uh, he's meeting with uh kim young king king jong right now but i mean I, I, at the end of the day, I don't know, Richard. I don't know if, if that's going to produce, a, you know, a hill of beans. Hmm. Rodney well, is a lot more optimistic than I am. Yeah, I uh, I got that sense. I, I've seen a, a few of his interviews that he uh, he um, well, he certainly is a, a spiritual person who believes that the the Holy Spirit is at work here, and that uh, you know Trump has been compared well, I do too. to yeah. Trump has I been do con- too, but I, I I don't once again I. I I, 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 I look at I, I, once again. I, I am a Trump supporter, but uh, I haven't seen. I look at why don't wait. Look at wait. For, for instance, the, the national debt can be forgiven by him. We owe it to ourselves for the most part. Uh, the, the, the CIA is way out of control with instigating war after war. That should be curtailed. He hasn't done that. He hasn't withdrawn their, our troops. There, there are more troops deployed now than before so what can i tell you and it, would it, will he audit the fed he's been in there right now i mean he's into his second year it's i mean I, and that's what the, the very first thing i would have done when i was in office if if i had if i were if i were elected knowing what i know is to audit the fed the second thing i do i i would do is i would i would terminate the activities of the cia Right, right. But, and then I would, you know, I, I, once again, even like immigration here, I mean, I, I know all that to talk about immigration, but look at, we, we, just like in Canada, we're being overwhelmed. I mean, there's a, an Islamic invasion going on here. Islam is the second largest religion in the United States right now. It, it supersedes Judaism, and nobody, nobody's aware of that. And you go to Brooklyn, New York, Richard, you think you're in Islamabad. I mean, they're they cries from the minarets five times a day. I mean, you, you, you can buy cat on the street corner. K H A T, the 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 the, uh, the drug. 
It, it's unbelievable. The, 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 in, in Brooklyn, uh, the, the infants uh, undergo, uh, female infants are, are circumcised. Brutal. And nobody Brutal. does it. I mean, this, this is going on in our country. Some of our, some places in our country are, you know, you, you, would, you are totally Islamic. I've been there. Dearborn, Michigan. Dearborn is Dearborn is a, a prime, prime example, hmm. but I mean, you, you go, you you can go to places like Commerce, Georgia. You'd be you'd, you'd a place like Medina, New York, which is up by you. I think they think Medina, you know, because it's they they, they think it's Medina, but uh, believe me, these places, the United States is going undergoing a Islamic transformation at a very very accelerated rate. So you say you're not as helpful as, uh, or hopeful rather, as your your co-author. What is what does he think is the saving grace? Does he believe that Trump is going to reverse course? That he's going to be true to his word and 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 battle the globalists? What does he think is going to happen? Well, you know, I I, I, I think that I think that he think, he believes with you that uh, that that Trump will audit the the, the Fed. That real money will be produced. That uh, you know that the uh, that the wars will finally come to an end. I think he. I think I know that Rodney and I both feel that the foundations that can the the amount of control that the foundations wield on our educational system here is unbelievable. And uh, once again, that's all part of the money cartel. That's the Rockefellers. It's you know, it's the Carnegies. I mean, they they they, they funded the foundations and the fund. All the schools are dependent on the foundations. Uh, for their existence now, the colleges, the universities, even the secondary schools throughout the United States. And uh, th- these foundations dictate what should be taught. Right. And what so, we have yeah. now are indoctrination camps that are pushing a cultural Marxism and, and an anti-Western civilization uh, Absolutely. attitude. And, and not only that, but they can, you know, the same money cartel controls the, the media. And and so uh, that you can you see the the basic beliefs of the of the American people have got, undergone a, a radical transformation within four years. Four, I, I remember four years ago, just four years ago, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, was still speaking about the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. Right? Can you right. believe that? Yes, you, Bill, you, you, Bill Clinton signed four years the. Ago. Right. That's right. And look at look at now. And now, if anyone ever speaks about you know about the sanctity of marriage or opposes gay marriage, they, they think you're out of your mind. That's how that's how the values of the American people, the, the the American people, including Canadians, have been changed by the media and by the educational system. So that everything that we once believed, you know, has been has been thrown to the wind. Although I must say, uh, Paul, that I'm, I'm seeing a slow reversal in the tide in terms of abortion. We have a number of states now passing these heartbeat laws. Uh, I mean, it's slow. It's not going as fast as I'd like as uh, someone who's, who's pro-life. But I am seeing certain changes in, in the culture that are encur- I cur- I, I, encouraging. I, I know. Look what had just happened in Ireland. No, Ireland. That's true. That was disappointing. But I'm talking about in the United States. Oh yeah, but I mean, uh, you, you know, I mean, let's face it. That that's part of the Western, you know, our, of our heritage too. But uh, yeah, the United States is the same thing. In the yeah, but but Richard, it's gone. It it has gone so far. I mean, Roe v. Wade. I, I I once again, I I think that Rodney believes that you know that that 
with the second great awakening if if that if that occurs and i believe with i believe that if the people really discover their religious roots and came became believers again then you know all this would would come to an end but i don't know Perhaps, uh, you know, I, I always compare Trump to I make pancakes for my boys in the morning on, on the weekends. And, you know, when you make pancakes, that's, you have twins. <laughs> I do. You have twins, don't I, you? I do have twins. And I homeschool. And I, and I homeschool. You're, you're great. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. Yes. Absolutely. It, to me, it's a sin. It would be a sin uh, to send kids to, to public school. For me, that's my personal view. I wouldn't impose absolutely. that on anyone. But uh, so when I make pancakes, and you know when you make pancakes, that first one is always misshapen. It never yep. turns out right. So I, I liken Trump maybe to that first pancake. <laughs> it's it's the ones that are going to come after Trump who, who will run with that same platform that same idea hopefully uh so you know if we can get through these eight years with with a misshapen pancake in in the oval office it'll get better it'll get better yeah yeah Uh, you know i want to i i just want to maybe i'm i want to act too quickly i want to i want to see reversal of the patriot act I want Americans to get our rights back. By the way, I don't know if you know this, Richard, but I was sued in Canada under Canadian law for being on a program like this. Is that right? You were, were sued? Yeah, we don't have freedom of As speech up here. As an American citizen, oh, I was dear. stripped of my uh, First Amendment rights. Uh, I was stripped of uh, freedom of the press, freedom of speech. I was tried in Canada for for telling the truth. I uh, I discovered it at uh, right outside of Toronto in Hamilton. Uh, Ontario. I did an investigation there. There was a, a, a nest of jihadis who were planning to uh, blow up Parliament and behead the Prime Minister. And uh, I, I reported my uh, findings to the Ontario Provisional Police. I was taken out to dinner. I was feted as a hero. And when I spoke of what I had discovered in Canada on the George Norrie show, uh, and the airways carried into Canada. Yes, I was sued by McMaster University because a lot of many of those, several of those jihadis were at McMaster. Ah, interesting. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Well, that's so Canada. I, for not only that, but when I was sued, that, that's what. In, in, this this is how global government exists right now. People could say what, what we're talking about is theory. No, no. I believe me, it, it's fact. I'm 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 a citizen of the United States. A student Canada. Under Canadian law, the trial was set for The Hague. Oh, dear. How's that? Well, you know what? I, 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 um, I call Canada the United Nations wet dream. We, <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes I refer to it as Kanakistan. I, I do love, I love this country. Uh, I love, yeah. you know, its natural beauty. Uh, uh, but I do not, oh. I do not love uh, the way we are governed and right. our, our um, affinity for um, international institutions. Let's put it that way. Listen, Paul. No, but I, I'm, not, I'm not making the case for that. I'm just, I just wanted to, to, to that that should just shows you, you know, how the globalization process has taken place to such an extent that you know, even a guy like me has been, you know, stripped. And look at I, I didn't, I didn't acquiesce to that lawsuit. It broke me, but I won. But uh, the, the point is, you know, you have to. I had to hire Canadian lawyers and. You know, it was just a nightmare. It is. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, this is sort of the international headquarters for the globalists, I think, sometimes. And that's that's just very discouraging. But who knows? Maybe right. one day we'll, we'll elect a real disruptor. 
uh, not dissimilar to uh, your current commander in chief, um, right. and and maybe things will change, maybe not. But all we have is hope. All we can do is hope, and uh, and yeah. try to wake people up to what's going on. Paul, it's been a real delight. Well, Listen, I'm going to have you on my. Um, I have a terrestrial radio show as well. Uh, that uh, with about <laughs> about forty affiliates across uh, Canada and the U.S. I'm going to bring you and um, and your co-author on, and we'll do a two-hour special. Uh, oh, we'll have fun. Yeah. We'll have fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, did, did people have to realize that that cartel that we're talking about, Richard, is alive and well, and uh, still up to its uh, you know various acts. And uh, I, 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 I don't, I, I, unless they're tackled head-on, beginning with an audit of the Fed, I, you know, I don't know what will happen. Well, let's wait and watch and and see if the 45th president goes there. <laughs> hey, it's knows? been fun, buddy. Likewise. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to give you the heads up on what's around the corner on Conspiracy Unlimited. That would be Wednesday. Before that, do you have a dog? Would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence to eliminate bad behavior and create the obedient, well-behaved pet of your dreams? Well, a woman named Adrian Ferricelli, a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside the dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained, no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuro plasticity in the human brain. This is what allows our brains to learn new behaviors. Well, your dog has the same neuroplasticity in its brain. With the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. When this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So, if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com. realbusinessbargains.com. Part 3 of my mini-series on the Deep State and the Shadow Government drops this Wednesday, Episode 81 of Conspiracy Unlimited, featuring Joel Skousen, the editor and publisher of World Affairs Brief. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats, we need. We need constant petting. <laughs> <laughs>